Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. On the block, joined on a different day by one of our favorites, Steve Sipple of Early Break with Sip and Jake. Steve, happy Wednesday. How are you doing today? Good, and how are you guys doing? Good, Sip. We're doing wonderful, man. Glad to have you on the uh, the block today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to join you. Uh, I want to start here, uh, Steve. Uh, Big Ten has come to terms with a new commissioner. Uh, maybe the the quietest search. I mean, we knew Kevin Warren. Uh, was leaving from January, but they do agree uh, to, you know, hire the, this this new commissioner. His name escapes me at the moment as I, I try to find it. But the the important part is that he's a TV guy. He's worked a lot in TV, and that to me stands out because of oh yeah, Tony Petiti is his name. It was with ABC, CBS, uh, MLB Network as well. But the Big Ten just got a new TV deal. What do, you, what do you think is behind them hiring someone who has a lot of expertise in the TV realm to take over for Kevin Warren? I, I think expertise in that realm is always good. Now, I know nothing about this guy. Zero. I, I don't. I mean, I just learned his name. I, I went from my show um, into a basically a fence project. I'm kind of not really working today. Um, so I saw the name and I saw the all I saw was a tweet. I know nothing about it. It, it was, I know that it was quiet. It, it seldom, seldom do it. Does it work like this where it comes out of nowhere like this? Um, but yeah, I just don't know. I don't know anything about the guy and I'm never too concerned about it. I mean, it's, I mean, I know it's a commissioner of a, of a major conference, but it's not where it want to, I would tell you this guy, this, it's not my area of expertise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's understandable. It, it just it just um, it was it was kind of weird, just kind of how everything went. Obviously, you know, uh, had, looking for the hunt it seemed kind of weird. Why it took so long for it to finally happen? Um, but wh- what would what would Tony need to do? You know, the big money has already been secured. What would he need to do now, do you think, uh, going forward? Is it an expansion? Uh, where would no. you envision the next the next steps for the Big Ten? Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's partly expansion. I mean, that's gigantic on this in this climate right now. The way college athletics is, that's part of I think scheduling is huge right now. We don't know what the, you know, when you look at – expansion well i mean just just what we have on our hands immediately usc and ucla coming into our our realm in the big 10 and now what what are the schedules going to look like i think that's probably job number one um and that's you know you're dealing with the ad's and like the chancellors the presence and the chancellors of the respective institutions and that that's all there's a lot there's a lot to that job there's no doubt about it um, but, you know, the fact that the TV contract's in place for a number of years now helps doesn't mean the job's easy. And I, and I'm, and I am, I, you know, I, as, although I'm not fully informed on this new hire, I'm, at, I'm interested to see what his background is, why, the why, why this person um, mm-hmm. over probably some, I mean, what, probably some incredible candidates. Uh, so, but I think scheduling, Eric, is the, I mean, the expansion piece and the scheduling element are gigantic right now, and it's got to happen. I mean, the scheduling thing is 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 something that needs to happen shortly. Right. 
<laughs> we don't have long till USC UCLA are in the fold now. After this season, they, they'll come July of 2024, and that's where I want to turn our attention next. USC hires Cliff Kingsbury to uh, you know be a senior offensive analyst. You now, not able to coach on the field just yet, but Steve, that fascinated me because USC's offense was already really good. Best in the Pac-12, but their defense gave up more points than even Indiana's did last year. When you think California, you think quarterback, so he fits in from that regard. But it's striking to me, too, because USC-UCLA joining a new conference, one that isn't always kind to quarterbacks. You have what Ohio State's done, but then it hasn't really been about the quarterbacks in the Big Ten. Do you think USC and UCLA are in for the same kind of awakening that Nebraska was and that Scott Frost was? Or do you think they'll be able to be good enough at that position to finally make the Big Ten adjust? <laughs> I don't know if I, I – I'll believe that when I see it. I mean, it's a, it's a powerful conference. Uh, those teams, I think, will have to adjust to the physicality where, where Cliff Kingsbury comes in. There. I don't know. I mean, I don't – he um, obviously is a bright offensive mind. But I don't – I mean, Lincoln Riley knows what he's doing. Um I think it just falls under the category of the more intelligent people you can have around in football, the better. And that's, it's probably pretty much as simple as that. Kingsbury's getting paid, you know, already. He doesn't, it's not a money deal. He can be around a great football program and a great football mind in Lincoln Riley at an exciting time and, you know, and help the program. I, I wouldn't get too far down the road of um, trying to read in at what you how USC is going to you know come storming into the Big Ten. Yeah, we we have experience with that, and we know the pitfalls. Um, it's a rugged league; those teams are going to have to adapt. But now, listen, I'm not. I, I think they can. I, I mean, those teams are playing well. USC's coming off an 11 win season. Kelly has UCLA going now. He does, and he. Kelly has a, you know, Chip Kelly has a, I think the number two quarterback or number one quarterback recruit in the country. Um, mm-hmm. So they'll be equipped. They'll be well equipped. Um, we'll just have to see what it looks like. Kelly got that guy out of Michigan, Dante Moore, um, from Big Ten country, commits to UCLA. Okay, hypothetical situation, Steve Sipple, high school quarterback recruit. Would you rather play for Ryan Day or Lincoln Riley in the Big Ten? Well, I mean, there's a lot of factors there. I don't, I mean, I, the reason I pause, Austin, is because I don't, there's more to it. For me, there would be more to it. I'm, I've always been that person that says, I'm not committing to a coach. I'm going to commit to a university. Um, if I, you know, if I had a child that was going through it, I'd, I would suggest that you look at the university and the program in general um, and be careful with a, a lot, you know, aligning with a certain coach because it's a volatile job. You never know what's going to happen. That said, you know, if you just break it down that way, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's hard to beat Lincoln Riley's record with quarterbacks in the last six years. I, I mean, Heisman winners, Heisman runner-ups, um, you can't. It's hard to beat it. So I, And I'll tell you, just personal preference, since you're asking me for a subjective opinion, I like warm weather. <laughs> and if, so, if I, so I would if I was a quarterback that would be a big factor in my mind um, it, it would be a big factor in my mind 
talking with Steve Sipple of early break with Sip and Jake also writes uh, about Nebraska football uh, for uh, Husker Online, the on three site for Nebraska. Steve, the transfer portal opens up on Saturday, April 15th, but Nebraska is not done with spring ball yet. Is that a disadvantage for Nebraska to have to wait a week or does it not really make that big an impact? Oh, I don't, I don't think it's a disadvantage. I think it's a, it can be, it can complicate the discussion a little bit, but, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's a big. I wouldn't. I, don't, I just don't. I mean, I like Matt Rule's response to that whole thing the other day. He's worried about. He's worried about getting this. He's worried about getting this team ready right now. Um, and that's what you got. You got to worry about that right now. Getting this team. I mean, this is a massive undertaking right now. Getting the team ready for a first season. I just don't. It's, I. I He's not going to let that conversation take over. He can't afford to let it take over. What are some of the things um, um, and some of the expectations that you may have uh, for this spring game, or what are the things that you would like to see established uh, when you put your eyes on it uh, coming up this week? Oh, I mean, it depends how they're going to do it. You want to see physicality to a certain extent without overdoing it. The main thing everybody looks at, including me as a quarterback, you can make some judgments on how a quarterback responds in that setting. You can. I mean, legit judgments. A few years ago, I think it was going into Adrian's second year, Adrian Martinez. People forget it, but he didn't look good in the spring game. Then he didn't have a good season. And I was always struck by it. I, I went in to that spring game thinking I'm going to write a big column about how good Adrian looks. And he didn't look that good. Um, and it was a sort of a portend. So you can draw conclusions on, on things. You don't want to go overboard. Hey, Eric, I mean, I almost feel guilty answering the question. You can't. There's just not much you can draw from the spring game. Now, Saturday scrimmage, it's always the scrimmage before the spring game. That makes that that's the big one, and that's where you can make a lot of determinations. Unfortunately, as a media corps, we don't see that. But no, I mean, I like I said, I kind of feel I kind of feel guilty for even trying to make the spring game something. You can you can watch certain elements of the quarterback position and draw some conclusions, but the big scrimmage is Saturday, this Saturday. Mm. We heard from Garrett McGuire, the wide receivers coach, earlier in the week. Again, he hasn't been here that long. It's his first coaching job. But what are your impressions of him after hearing him speak to the media and how he's handling his first, you know, big time, big boy college football coaching job? Well, I mean, I it's, I think he must be handling it okay. Um, this is I answer this always the same way. My my answers are consistent. This is where you just got to trust the head coach that he made a good hire. Um, that he, that he feels that Garrett McGuire can handle. Because how do I know? You know, how do you know? How do how do we know? I can watch him in a press conference, and um, I can. There's a little bit that you can pick up on how he communicates his poise, etc. But I, I mean, I always, I always feel kind of bad when I come on shows because I think people expect you to have a lot of answers, and there's just you got to let it play out. The other thing I've been saying consistently about this group of assistants is, now I've heard other coaches say this, and I always feel better when I hear them say, you can't really judge coaches until a couple years in. 
So I'm not I'm not making I don't want to make anything that resembles a last a lasting judgment or a meaningful judgment on a coach who just started. I mean, he's literally just starting out. Let me see how he recruits for a couple of years. Let me see what that room looks like in a couple of years, and then 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 we'll know about Garrett McGuire. But a lot of right now, listen. When it comes down to it, in my opinion, now this is my opinion, a lot of this is just superficial. I mean, it just doesn't mean that much what we're seeing right now. Last thing before we let you go, Steve, uh, Robin Washett, your coworker on three, has been busy with the Nebraska basketball uh, transfer portal. A couple pieces of big news. Rink Mast from Bradley joins the program uh, right. today, and Bryce Williams, a wing from Charlotte, joins the program. Last year it was high major transfers in uh, getting Gary from Alabama, uh, and Bandamel from SMU, but Sam Griesel comes from North Dakota State. Now you have a couple mid-major transfers. Uh, is this a situation where you trust the head coach and his evaluation, or do you think Nebraska needs to go get someone, again, kind of at that high-major level to round out the roster? No, I don't care about that. the high-major, low-major, mid-major. It doesn't bother me at all. I've, I've seen these two guys play. I happened to watch the Mo Valley tournament. I don't know why. I mean, I just <laughs> had free time, and I saw – I saw that center. I loved him. I've seen him on film. I love his jump hook. I think he'll absolutely be a guy that can fit in the Big Ten. He wanted to play in the Big Ten. Um, that was that was his objective. Uh, he can shoot it. He's a big man, six foot ten, that has a nice soft touch, nice little baby hook, but also can go out and shoot a three pointer. I love him, and I, I, even more than that, I love that kid from Charlotte. I saw him, and I thought, this is gigantic. Because now you pair these guys, or not pair, but you add them to, you know, the shooters already on the team, namely, I mean, Tominaga, but also Lawrence. Um, I think I do think Fred's got something going now. I, I really do. I wouldn't have said that six hours ago necessarily, but since this news broke, and I, I say six because I heard it was going to break. Um, ah, yeah. I mean, I think. Now, now, now what happens? Um, do they get Hunter, you know, Hunter Salas? Who else can they bring in? But, and I think they'll try to get another center. I don't think they're done at center. I think, and I think you have to bring in another center. Um, uh, there's, there's reasons I wouldn't want to get into, but uh, I, I don't think they, I think you'll still see them go hard after Hughley, the pit center. So no, I love these pickups. I, I want to be I want to be very clear about that. I've watched them. I I know what the line of thinking is, and I absolutely love them. Especially the shooter from Charlotte. I mean, the kid is real. He's a real. I'm not saying he's gonna come in and lead the Big Ten in scoring, but I but he's gonna come in and average double digits. It's just a question of how far into double digits does he get. That's- Steve Sipple, early break with Sip and Jake and Coach Bush, of course, and also writing for Husker Online for On3. Steve, appreciate the time. Thanks for letting us bug you on a different day. Uh, have a good rest of your week. All right, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one. I like what he said about the transfer guys because I highly doubt Nebraska should be done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, – there's there's definitely some needs. <laughs> there's there's mm-hmm. some needs. There's some fills. Um, you don't want to have lack of depth, especially with the style that you play. Um, especially defensively, if you want to continue to stay active and not have guys wear down, um, you, you you want to be able to rebound, and I think you want to be able to dominate rebounding. The reason being is, if you're going to play tremendous defense, 
you're going to be great at at that part of the game. You need to be able to secure the bag, secure the ball. That that that's that. You saw a lot of instances last year with Nebraska that great defense. And one of the things, if you were really watching, you were paying close attention that when they didn't secure it, a lot of things bad happened mostly, except for the Iowa game and a couple of, you know. <laughs> Plenty of bad things happened. They just overcame it. They continued. They, they would be those make shots. Mm-hmm. So after you didn't work your tail off, you then got the stop, didn't secure. Then you would end up giving up a bucket. The second one is that over the course of time, as it continued, you started to see lack of the effort kind of start to go down. So the same effort and intensity that you would have had and maintained had you got the rebound now has changed because you've given up offensive rebounds and now you've got another 20 seconds more that you've got to do the same thing and still go and do the same things of trying to secure a rebound. So, yeah, that those are somebody those are things that I'm hoping that the pieces that they bring will be able to be able to do. We're giving a lot of stuff away now in the next 20 minutes. Coming up next, we'll play the shootout with Strick, talking uh, NFL draft quarterbacks. Uh, some history there. Uh, $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings on the line for you. 402-464-5685. Call now to play. And in the 3 o'clock hour, again, we're going to get into athletes who looked weird in a different uniform, uh, not the one that they're known for. And we got a pair of WWE tickets to give away. That's at Pinnacle Bank Arena uh, on Friday. So if you want two tickets to WWE here at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Friday. Uh, make sure you stay tuned in for the top of the 3 o'clock hour. We'll give away a pair of those tickets. Got to get a trivia question right. Still got one in the cooker, trying to figure out the best way to give that away. But again, if you're interested in that, uh, stay tuned to the top of the hour. Coming up next, though, 15 bucks to Buffalo Wings and Rings on the line for the shootout with Strick.